peace of our Lord be with you. To all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even the little they have will be taken away. Those words from this morning's gospel lesson come at the close of a parable which has long been popular with preachers on Stewardship Sermon Sunday. After all, it does appear to be about money and interest, wise investments and rich rewards, not to mention verse 30, which promises weeping and gnashing of teeth for those who hold on to what they should have let go of. So, needless to say, when I was looking down lectionary lane several months ago and saw that cosmic convergence of calendars which landed today's gospel lesson on Stewardship Sermon Sunday, I must admit there was a moment there when I was tempted to say, see, if you give, you'll be blessed, and if you don't, you won't. It's in the book. <laughs> Except, of course, our old friend and nemesis, careful speech, won't let us go down that path because careful speech, speech which is rigorously careful to be meticulously truthful, requires us to say that this week's parable is no more about money and interest than last week's parable was about bridesmaids and oil. In last week's gospel lesson, some of the bridesmaids ran out of oil for their lamps and thus were not ready for the return of the bridegroom. And in this week's parable, some servants were ready for the return of the master and some weren't. The point of both parables being that we must all live our lives as deeply, fully, and faithfully as we can because someday will be the last day. That was the point of last week's parable and it is the point of this week's parable. And anyway, even if we did try to make today's parable about the stewardship of money, we would then have to reckon with the fact that verse 29, where Jesus says to those who have, more will be given, and from those who have nothing, even what little they have will be taken away, says the exact opposite of 2 Corinthians 8.15, where Paul says that the one who has much should not have too much, so that the one who has little will not have too little. Another example of how the Bible 
speaks with varied voices, sometimes on the same subject. All of which is why we will not be making today's gospel lesson into a stewardship sermon which hopes to incentivize people to give more so they will get more. Which is one of the many reasons why every one of us should give all we can to undergird and support the work of this church because this church is that serious about trying to be truthful about the Bible. What just happened in the last three minutes is one reason why every one of us, 100% of our members, should give everything we can to sustain the work of this church because while we do not do it perfectly, we do throughout this church in the children's classrooms and the youth house, in adult Sunday school and the many Bible studies which meet here all through the week, year after year, we do strive to be that truthful about the Bible. And that is precisely the kind of church the world needs. It is the kind of church Mississippi needs. And it is the kind of church Jackson needs and we need the kind of church that is that serious about not cutting corners when it comes to interpreting scripture in the light and spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you have children and grandchildren that is the kind of church in which you want your child's life to be formed. A church which is crystal clear and absolutely unapologetic about the central truth of our life with Scripture, which is that every verse in Scripture must be interpreted in the light of love for God and love for others. A way of interpreting the Bible that in every situation and circumstance will cause us to stand on the side of welcome and grace not exclusion and fear. Because we are followers of Jesus who interpret the whole Bible, every word in it, 
in the light of love for God and love for others, if we are going to make a mistake, it will always, every single time, be on the side of welcome and grace, not exclusion and fear. Because we know that our God is love and our creed is kindness. I'm always hearing folk lament the fact that Christians don't know what they believe or why they believe. I always say, come to Northminster. You'll know precisely what you believe and why you believe. We believe that God is love and our creed is kindness. And we know precisely why we believe that. Because when somebody came up to Jesus and said, what's the most important thing of all? Jesus said, the most important thing of all is love God with all that is in you and love your neighbor as yourself and everything else will just have to get in line behind love for God and love for others. We know precisely what we believe. We believe that God is love and our creed is kindness and we know exactly why we believe it because Jesus said that's what matters most and we not only know what we believe and why we believe it, we know how to live it out because every time we walk into a room a boardroom, a classroom, a locker room, a lunch room, we instinctively sit down with and stand up for the same people in that room Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if Jesus was in that room. We do that as natural as breathing. We know what we believe, we know why we believe it, and we know how to live it out. And my sisters and brothers, that is the kind of church that is deserving of the very best and the very most that we can give. I know, I know, we could do all of that in a pasture or in a park. I know, absolutely, we could. But we don't. We do it here. We do it the way we do it in 21st century North America. And in order for us to do it the way we do it in this community, in 21st century North America, we do need to have the buildings and programs and activities and employees we have and to sustain and maintain all of that requires all of us, 100% of us, to work together to pledge and give a roughly $2 million budget year after year, after year, after year. It's like Sisyphus rolling that stone up that hill and finally getting it to the top and only to watch it roll back down have to push it back up that hill again. All of us together, year after year, generation to generation, 
undergirding the work of a church which has in more ways than we can name undergirded our lives. Our lives, lifted and colored, blessed, stretched, challenged by a church which was birthed 50 years ago to be less fearful of and more open to big questions and all people than most Baptist churches had a reputation for being 50 years ago. A less than perfect, more than wonderful family of faith which 50 years later is still striving to live up to our birthing DNA, doing our best with the help of the Holy Spirit to sit down with and stand up for the same people our Lord Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if our Lord Jesus lived in Jackson, Mississippi. A church which as a result is a beacon of hope for so many throughout this city. A church which our many flaws and limits notwithstanding is deserving of the faithful and I would even say zealous financial support of every one of us who believe that a church like this one needs to be here and be strong. Northminster has never wanted anyone to give what they can't. But Northminster has always needed everyone to give what we can. And even with all our flaws and limits, Northminster is worthy of that kind of love and support. Amen.